Fierce Fan Media. This is why we can't go on YouTube because everyone's always doing something. I know. I'm sorry, my dog. Hannah. Uh, I've been ready. I know you've been ready, Jewel. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here and I'm queer and I'm ready to go. You You're know. queer? Oh, I mean, it's, I've been leaning that way. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wind down. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Erin, the geeky gal pal. Even though we can't see her right now. <laughs> I'm doing the not so lipstick lesbian here for your entertainment. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I'm actually drinking beer tonight. So oh my gosh. I have three different beers sitting in front of me. One is the Belching Beaver. That's what I'm drinking <laughs> right now. It's really good. <laughs> Love the name. Um, one is the Hazy Jane by Brewdog. And the other is the Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. Mm. I'm not a huge fan of all Sierra Nevada beers, but their Hazy IPA is, is very good. So that I remember is you what saying that you enjoyed that beer. Yeah. The Hazy. So I'm actually drinking wine. Can you believe that? That looks like the cover of your book. I know, right? So it's called Flyby, and it's a North Coast Chardonnay. <clears throat> and I fucking love it. It's California delicious. wine is superior. What's it well, called? California Chardonnay. Mm. I've been thinking about the older that I get, I probably got to stop drinking straight whiskey and I maybe need to start getting into more sophisticated things. <laughs> you, you know what? You're making I a don't... lot of personal growth. You're going to take I vitamins. Mean, vitamins. You're start drinking wine. Yeah. I don't know if we can handle all of this. You can't. You may start wearing underwear soon. We don't know. You don't wear underpants? <laughs> what? You don't wear underpants? No, never have my whole life. Are you fucking kidding me? You just free lip it all the all Listen, the I've also I'm going to preface it that with I've also never and I'm may, I feel like this might be the cause of some girls stuff. I've never had a UTI. Me either. I've me never either. had a yeast infection. Me either. I've, I've, I've never ever had any of those things. I feel it's because I don't wear drawers. But I've never had them, and I wear <laughs> underwear every single day. See, there you go. I feel like that... that Maybe you know, we just have good genes for that. You're not the control. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I could never go without underpants. Never. Oh, it's a great feeling. I'm not wearing underpants. No. Oh, I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I cannot. Now, when I was in high school, and I had basketball... I would wear drawers for basketball games on our home games because we had white. I love that you call them drawers. Like you're an 89 year old lady. Yeah, I, ha I had one pair of underpants. My britches. <laughs> for our because we had white. You know, you have the full white thing, but yeah. Uh, hell no, nope. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine it. Like, what do you mean? I just can't. But like, I also feel like like I wear like skinny jeans. Like you don't wear skinny jeans. You like wear like You're baggy jeans. To wear drawers with skinny jeans. Oh, I have to. No. Can you imagine that like rubbing on your lips the whole time? No, thanks, Tom Hanks. Then them's are too skinny. I feel like I have a very fussy taste. Flapping on your lips, then they're too skinny. 
I well, you know what? I have big lips. I don't know what to tell you guys. I feel like this is a lot for a listener. You know, I think that's the difference though. No, I'm I'm gonna honestly say I think that's the difference too between girls like you and girls like me. I I'm I'm never gonna wear skinny jeans. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. You're not gonna be caught dead in a pair of skinny jeans. Well, I, I mean, I would if, you know, my wife requested them or something, but I still wouldn't wear drawers, but that's not going to be something that I'm going to frequent wearing. But yeah. even when I wear my jeans, like she gets me like nice jeans that, you know, fit your butt good, but I I just, I, I just can't do it. Like underwears are so constricting and they're so, what do you got down there that it's constricting? I know. I'm like, I like how it just holds my butt. No, I don't know. Underwears there. Don't wear underwears for a little bit and then put on underwears. You're going to be like, Oh, this is not comfortable. I'm telling you. Okay. I'm not. So- <laughs> Anywho. Um, all right. So I don't know if you guys saw, but this week there was like uh, several fights in the Senate, like actual, oh. <laughs> like, like physical wild. altercations. <laughs> time to be alive, man. And like, uh, n- and and then one where we had a guy threaten a witness, a Republican threaten a witness during a hearing, which is just, it's fucking Classy. wild to me. And he, and then he doubled down. He they doubled, doubled down. down. Saying, comparing themselves to Andrew Jackson, saying that he, you know, put people or challenged people to a duel. And it's like, if you're aspiring to be Andrew Jackson, we have more problems than just your inability. Here's my issue with it. I think when, I think there's a time and a place for like defending yourself. If you're in imminent harm, like if something bad is going to happen to you, like whatever. I understand the need that violence begets violence at certain points like that. Like, I don't think it's a black and white thing. What I do think it's indicative of is the inability to self-regulate in situations where you're frustrated. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of upsetting to see not just like grown human beings, but people that we have elected to keep our best interest at heart being so unable to self-regulate that they're they're prone to violence while trying to do the people's work in Washington. Like it's just it's mind blowing to me. And the same people that are doing that are the ones that are the first to say that women are too emotional. One gazillion percent. Right. And it's one like, gazillion percent. <laughs> I guarantee you, unless it's like Marjorie Taylor Green, who has oh. I think like probably just a barbarian mm-hmm. aside from her maybe Lauren Bobert mm-hmm. there's not a lot of women that have been elected that i see doing this kind of stuff not because they i think i can't be emotional it's because that's just not in their nature women don't automatically go to violence That's not their inner nature. Like they might get emotional about someone dying or, you know, like a kid's getting shot up in a school or right, like normal emotional things. Right. But not, you know, you want to take this outside? 
Like I would have never challenged that that uh, union witness to uh, any sort of confrontation. He looked like he could whip some ass. That yeah. man, he was all like shoulders. Well, it's not even the prospect of no like, neck. It's not even the prospect of like they would physically be able to to defeat you. It's the fact that that is the limit of your negotiation capabilities oh, yeah. is to result yeah. to just melt into a puddle of I'm going to kick your ass. Like, yeah. wh- are you a high school boy? Like what? Yeah. I just, he's, he's a I'm, Republican. Not, I'm not one that's normally like, Oh, the decorum, the decorum, but it's just, it's so gross. It's, yeah, so, it's and yes, I would 100% feel the same way. Had it been a democratic Senator that sat up there and threatened to beat some witnesses right. ass or right. like that pushed an, uh, another sitting Senator. Like what is wrong with you fucking people grow up? It's so it's, it's like embarrassing. It's, because, it, and I feel like, I mean, we're the same age, essentially. Like, we grew up, like, putting the people that we've elected, right? Like, we've always, like, looked at them with some sort of, like, reverence, right? Like, especially the president of the United States. Like, you know, like, we all know you're supposed to stand when he walks in to a room that we're in. Like, we all know these things. Like, we, and and senators and the House of Representatives, like, these are people that we've put into power. And we sort of like have we were brought up to like believe in that power and to like uphold the sanctity of our United States government and democracy. And then we fucking get these motherfucks in here who <laughs> a wouldn't know the constitution if it walked up and smacked them across the face. So threaten them to a duel, they'd be like, What are you? They'd be like, the constitution. Like they wouldn't have any idea about any of it. We put these people into office and they get in there. And they have no idea, like you're saying, how to self-regulate. They have no idea how to sit down with a thought and debate it and talk about it. They have none of that. And that's what is also so frustrating, right? Like we as American people are sitting there going, what the, what is going on? Like, how is this happening? And they just don't think twice about it. And this guy, and yeah, like you said, double down, he's putting it on Twitter. He's like, come on. It's just. It's just shocking to me. It's absolutely shocking. I don't know that it was shocking as much as it was just like, I I don't know. It's just disappointing. The whole thing's disappointing. Yeah, it really is. Hi, Lincoln. Okay. So moving on to my yearly soapbox about Thanksgiving. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) it wouldn't be thanksgiving without it (laughs) oh we're doing this tonight well yeah next week's thanksgiving i've done research okay oh well i'm gonna let you go first it's really fucked up i i didn't i did you know until this podcast i never knew i thought thanksgiving was something to be celebrated i never knew how fucked up thanksgiving actually was we murdered, slaughtered all of the Indians, and Native then Americans. It okay by inviting them to dinner for the only ones we left alive, and didn't even let them sit with us. And they sat away from us because you know the the white people are still better than them. That, in my mind, is how I read our history. I don't know if how accurate that is, but that's how I read it. We fucking killed all of them. We killed their families. 90%. Their, their yeah. children. 
Yeah. And then said, Oh, we'll come to dinner because we <laughs> wanted to learn how they hunted and how they built things. How and, they grew corn. <laughs> yeah. And and like we wanted to learn their ways. So we kept a couple of them alive and said, Oh, let's invite you to dinner, which we call Thanksgiving. And the Indians did, didn't even eat with us because we just killed all of their all of their people. And then they still showed us how to do those things, even though we were these murderous monsters in, into their life. Well, and not even just that. So that's well, there's like I, I don't I don't I don't think that they showed us how to do things out of the gracious of their heart. I think they did that out of probably fear that you know we were gonna kill them also. But we infiltrated their land and slaughtered all of them. Well, and a lot of not just slaughtered them like through war, raped it, them, pillaged them. Did horrible acts to them. Yep. And disease. Disease. Yeah. Killed them. Brought all the, but all like, the so there's three different versions of Thanksgiving, like where it originated from. Some fuck, of it. Fuck Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm still going to eat my turkey, but fuck what it's about. It's not right. It's not right. So we you could act celebrate. And I feel so bad. <laughs> We, I'm sorry, Jack. I haven't drank in a lot of days and I haven't eaten much in a lot of days either. So be patient with me. But we border, living in Arkansas, we we border a lot of Indian land going into Oklahoma. Native Americans. Native, uh, uh, okay, Native American land. And I feel bad. Honestly, yeah, I'm like, because a lot of people, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't educated on the whole thing until I started talking to you guys, and the, the more I think about, it, I'm like, we have a lot of Native Americans that surround us, and that we have a whole bunch of part of our lives, and I'm like, that is so fucked up. Like we're a bunch of goddamn ass. We're no, we're no better than the fucking Nazis. We just went in and fucking raided you and killed you and, you know, raped and pillaged all the, all of your people. And then we're going to call it Thanksgiving. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done and I'll stop. Cause I know I haven't drank in a, in a while and I haven't eaten much in the last few days. So there's a few different versions of like the <laughs> history of Thanksgiving. One of them, so the first time that like settlers and uh, indigenous people or Native Americans actually like, if you want to call it broke bread together, dates back to the 1500s when the Spanish settlers um, did so with the Saloy tribe. And that was in 1565. And that's according to the National Park Service. Um, and then it, it comes around to the 1619 one, um, which is the one that's generally celebrated where we invited a, a single tribe to um, celebrate our harvest, the harvest that we had grown in part, thanks to them teaching us how to grow food in a different type of land and environment. Now, with that being said, the, when the settlers came over here, they did bring a, a tremendous amount of 
food with them. So it wasn't necessarily that they were starving. It was that they didn't know how to sustain on the land that they, they were in. Now, there's a third one that actually became a celebration. And this one is, is the worst. And everything Julie said was correct. We didn't let them sit with us. We thought they were savages, even though we had uh, completely wiped them out all but 90%. And this is men, women, children. Um, and uh, the, the Native Americans, they were trying to teach us how to bathe because they thought the settlers were so dirty and so gross. And that's why they were spreading disease everywhere. Um, so they, they weren't big fans of us, but they were trying to, well, well, as far as we know, what choice did they have, but to try and make peace since 90% of them had already been wiped out. They, they were kind of like sitting ducks. So in 1637, there was actually something called the Thanksgiving day massacre, which, um, governor John with, uh, Withrop out of Massachusetts. Um, he declared a day to celebrate the colonial soldiers um, slaughtering hundreds of Pequot men, women, and children in, in what is now modern day mystic Connecticut. So we have all of these things that take place where it just shines a light on our ancestors atrocities, like absolute humanitarian atrocities. Now, some people will argue that wasn't us that committed that crime. That wasn't us that did it. We didn't know those people, yada, yada. And here's what I say to that. Okay. This goes back to needing nuance in some things. No, we didn't, we didn't commit those crimes, but by us not acknowledging it and to continuously perpetuate the story that this was some harmonious union Mm -hmm. between the indigenous people of this country and, and the European settlers is so gross it's so gross to me now i understand that thanksgiving has transformed over the centuries into a celebration of spending time with your family giving thanks for the things in your life you know all of those festivities are supposed to to focus on something else but if we continue to teach this to elementary school children and if we don't atone for our sins much like slavery much like racism much like all the other things our our fucking ancestors did to just persecute and oppress and pillage people that didn't look like us on this continent i just don't see a way to celebrate it to celebrate it and feel good about it now my kid for the first time came home to talk about what he learned about thanksgiving he's five And he's telling me pilgrims, Plymouth Rock, you know, yada, 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 Mayflower. And I'm sitting there and I'm gritting my teeth because he's, he's not at the age yet where I can talk about raping, pillaging, genocide. You can't can't do the Jackie Dwyer reality tour with him. (laughs) (laughs) So what I told him was the story is really long and complicated. And when you're older, we'll talk more about what all of the entirety of the history that surrounds Thanksgiving. But in the meantime, what we celebrate is being able to spend time with our families where we are not celebrating the colonization of the Americas that was ripped from the native Americans of this country. No, I didn't tell him the last part because again, there's age appropriate things. Like he, first of all, he wouldn't even know what the word genocide means. This kid's still scared of the purple people eater. Like I, I, there's just, The bottom line is this, though. We are so grossly irresponsible in our teaching of the history of this country 
Mm-hmm. And because of that, we've raised a lot of ignorant white people who think they are absolved from the crimes of our ancestors, which if you actually listen to people of color talk about it, it's not that they hold us accountable. They hold us responsible for not atoning and trying to make things right and acknowledging the persecution and oppression and her just horrific crimes that we committed against their ancestors. And until we acknowledge it and accept that that's what happened and embrace the actual history of it, it's okay to say this happened and we're going to do better. And instead of it being Thanksgiving, it's going to be indigenous persons day, you know, Mm -hmm. we're going to be celebrating uh, the native culture of, of the Americas on Thanksgiving. We can still give thanks. There's nothing that says you can't still gather with your family and have festivals and, and, and have, food or whatever to watch football. We've turned it into such a commercial enterprise. It's, it's mind boggling, but until we take responsibility, not for doing it, but for understanding the hurt and pain and suffering that it caused, because that 90% of the population that was wiped out from the indigenous people, you have no idea what they would have become. You have no idea. We cut off thousands of generations from reaching the point that we're at now because we showed up with guns and all they had was arrows like that's not survival of the fittest that's an ambush mm-hmm. plain and simple it's like when people say they're going hunting shoot a lion from <laughs> 400 yards away that right. doesn't know it's being hunted yeah mm-hmm. that's not a sport that's yeah. a fucking ambush And Mm -hmm. I I just think we have to take some responsibility for the way it's been poorly handled through my whole life, through all of our lives and in far before us, far Mm -hmm. before us and educate ourselves around it. And, and actually instead of erecting more Southern hero statues, we should be erecting more native American hero statues. We should be teaching more about their culture in school because they were here long before us and they provided uh they were a people who were trying to find a compromise to coexist with the white people that had showed up on their land not all of them some of them were you know they were willing to go to war and can you blame them can you blame them we showed up and we're like we're taking this thank you they're like the fuck you are yeah whereas some of them were like okay there's enough for everyone and we annihilated them Mm-hmm. So I think until we atone for our sins of what was done and not even atone, acknowledge, it would be great to acknowledge it and just say, yeah, that happened. And no, we've been ignoring it because we like our fucking turkeys and we like Black Friday and we like being able to watch football and pretend that we're superior to fucking everyone. And that drives me bonkers. It drives you me know what? You know what's so funny is that so my my stepdad was like very into learning about Native American culture, like very into it. Like we would go to all the different, you know, uh, like we went to Mesa Verde, like which was like obviously one of the uh, settlements for uh, a Native American group, and then like obviously like we lived in Colorado, where you know, like next to Utah, where the U Indians were. Like like there's so many so many like different native american groups that were out in the west right and because that's where they were driven because we fucking made them go out there 
but um he was so into learning about it and he taught me so much about it and so like when when I was like 11 12 years old that's when I learned that like Thanksgiving isn't like shouldn't be this like thing you know where we're all just like oh my god yay like we get to eat a turkey like let's think about like what actually happened but I find it so interesting because of this my stepdad who I love dearly and I'm he god rest his soul right like he's passed but I and I loved him so much he was one of the biggest racists I've ever met in my life huge racist but he was so not racist against Native Americans and I don't understand it I don't get it. I don't get how you can cherry pick who you're going to be racist against and who you're not. And because you it can. Makes no, I know. And it sucks. It sucks. But it's just like, I remember vividly figuring this out when I was like, you know, 15, 16 years old, but like, but you don't like black people, but you would literally take a bullet for a native American right now. What? what it's perceived like it just, it's perceived it's so suffrage in his in his mind and i listen i can't speak for i mean school. yeah I right but he's yeah. not but here I know but you, mean, no. you see it with a lot of a certain generation of people mm-hmm. that older to him, generation to him they earned that empathy you have to for some people you have to earn empathy and that's not how empathy fundamentally works like you don't have right. to earn it right. <laughs> we feel it because we're human beings who are trying to connect with other human beings but to right. them because he he bore witness to what they endured and educated himself on that topic to him they deserved his empathy and his appreciation and that's that's one of the the fundamental issues with white people in this country and their racist behavior we think we get to pick and choose who has earned those things from us. So fucked up. We'll say you're equal to us because in my mind, you've earned it. Instead of just saying human beings are inherently equal and inherently all worthy of compassion and understanding and tolerance and, 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 and empathy and sympathy and all of these things. We think we get to decide which groups deserve it more than others, which is just wild. It's yeah, it's bonkers. Fucking, bonkers to me. I fucking hate our history and being associated with being white. Like, I fucking hate it. To be clear, it's not just American history that is white. It is white people oh, history. Just, yeah. Fucking worldwide. White, white, right, like white people, people are always going in and taking land. Their whole fucking life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, and, and it's like, I, 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 I can't sit here and say... I wish I was a different color. I wish I was because those poor people have been through things that I could couldn't even comprehend what they've been through. It, but it's like I fucking hate being white and being associated with how we have conducted ourselves in life. The it's key so is don't up. hate being white. You can't change the color of your skin more yeah. than anybody else. Don't hate being white. Don't be embarrassed of it. Demand that people that look like us acknowledge the history that has happened. We can't change it. It It's part of world history and civilizations evolve and behaviors evolve and things change. But when we try to pretend like it didn't happen, that's the problem. I, I think that in, in my opinion, the people that I've been around try to do that, but there's still like a stigma. Like even when I'm at work, 
you know, and somebody who's Mexican, Black, Indian, Marshallese, whatever, walks in the office, I know that I have to act a certain way because I'm like, they're going to see me and automatically think I'm racist. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I try so hard to like make them comfortable and make them like, no, I, I, I don't care that you're black, Mexican, you know, with Marshallese, whatever, Asian, whatever. Like I literally don't care, but it's so hard. Like it, it's almost, it's coming full circle. You know, like I'm terrified that I, my, well, this probably off topic. So I'm just going to let it go. It's hard all around. I know it's not as hard for us as it is for other people. I I, I just think that it's also hard as a white person these days to prove that like, hey, I don't think like this. And like, I, how, how do you go about showing your ethnic friends or ethnic people that are in your life, like, hey, I I don't agree with this without sounding like a racist piece of shit. Well, like, the first step is to acknowledge that even if you don't think like that, that we are, are all inherently racist because our structures are racist. The structures yeah. we were raised in, the power that we have been given, the privilege and i hate to use that word because they've it's been so weaponized like it's something it really negative, have. but the privilege that we've been given is all in racist structures all of it so even if you can get to the point where you really do value and appreciate everybody's place in this human cycle um we're still racist because our structures are. We're participating in a system that is already racist. So the only way, and here's the thing, we it's an impulse to want to prove to people that you're not that way. Like, I, I don't think that, I'm not going to treat you differently. Like, it's an impulse to want to do that. But that's still- I give zero fucks what the color you're- But that's still you. putting the emotional labor on that person- to have to interact with you that way instead of doing what we have to do as white people and change the structures that uphold racism. And that's a much bigger task. That's a huge task. a sensitive topic. Of course. You're talking about who people are fundamentally. Right. You're talking about generational trauma. Yeah. Like it's such a sensitive topic. Mm -hmm. I don't I, I, I don't know that they're in, I, you know, I have a biracial stepson who hates that he's part white. Mm-hmm. Cannot convince him that he is part white. Like it's, it's, it's really difficult. Well, imagine how that would feel to know yeah. how yeah. white people have well, treated black people his, for human history. Black friends tell him you're not black. And he's like, and then he's got two moms, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's, 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 it's hard. Like all, all, all of it is hard. And I, and I think that the majority of people are good, but the, the small percentage of people that are assholes really affect people that are struggling with all of those kind of things. All of it is, and you're right, Jewel. Thank you for saying that. Cause that's a good way to put it. All of it is hard and it's our responsibility 
to fix it or to change it or to change the narrative or to change the way things work. And it's our responsibility to use what we have been afforded for no other reason than the color of our skin to, I don't want to say shield because that indicates like we're there, we're heroes of some sort. And that's not what it is. But when you, it's like when we expect men to stand up to shitty men, when they're making comments about women, right? Like if a man's talking shit about like, Oh, I'd fuck her. Like she has a fat out. Like we, we are now holding men accountable for like, if you hear your, your buddy doing that, fucking call him out. That's not appropriate. Like, don't let him talk like that. We need to take that on, especially white women, because white women have been used also as weapons that we have used ourselves and by white men to further persecute people of color. We mm-hmm. put to death a 14-year-old. We beat our ancestors, beat young black men and I, I don't want to call them boys, but teenagers Yeah. under the assumption that they yeah. touched one of us. Yeah. So as white women, it is even more our responsibility to unweave and untangle these systems of oppression. And it's not easy. It's hard and it's uncomfortable. And I'm glad you used that word earlier because it is, it feels uncomfortable, but you know what? Us feeling uncomfortable doesn't hold the candle to this generational trauma that has been endured by people all over the world since since men and you know where it all fucking started it all fucking started when they deemed jesus as white it all fucking started there that's my opinion. I have no evidence to back that up. Please don't send me messages. That's my gut. I literally feeling. said this today when I was going back and forth with my secretary about God. And I said, yeah. I said, well, the problem is they throw up a picture on a cross of a blonde-haired, blue-eyed. That supposedly came from the Middle East. Right, like Jerusalem, he was probably brown hair, brown eyed, dark hair. If he ever, if this man ever walked the fucking earth, he was dark skinned. He was not a blue eyed. He didn't wear underpants. We don't don't even know that he was in shape. (laughs) We literally know nothing about his physical qualities except we do know he could have looked like where he's from. Could have looked like Buddha. He could have looked like I was going to say the biggest love of my life, the Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. That's where all this came from. You know, race. Race and wasn't he, even mentioned he, in historical texts. Well, but he, you know, Jax, it it. You know, you still have the three spears: the Son of God, the Holy Spirit, or whatever. And he was supposed to be the walking definition of god down here and i'm like so you got a blonde hair blue eyed perfectly fit perfectly everything walking around the fucking earth. motherfucker was in israel he would have burnt first of all he definitely didn't have blonde hair blue eyes and light skin he he would have probably died of dehydration well it wasn't israel at the time to be fair israel didn't exist until the 1940s but that's where he was at that area, Jerusalem, yeah. yeah. He he was not blonde hair, blue eyes. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Jesus was brown, 100%, was probably, if not black. He was also probably malnourished. 
<laughs> like, well, not when he was making on. fucking bread and fish. Come on. Yeah. All the fish he wanted. Hey, he could turn water into wine, though, which I think is a it legit would be a trick. Fantastic in this economy, like, he'd be a fucking hit. I know. Right. Like, Jesus. You're trying to wander into wine and handing out bread. We I have a feeling it was probably like tilapia, though. Like, can I get a piece of salmon? I mean, come <laughs> on. I also think that the um, modern day conservative party would have run him out of town. 100%. They would have been like, not everybody needs the fish from the loaf of bread. What are you talking about? You Why are you, you going to give wine to everybody? From that dumb little show that we watched, uh, Chemistry or, or whatever. Lessons in Chemistry? I also <laughs> was like, you what know, do you like, mean? <laughs> that is kind of how I function in life. Like, respect other people's beliefs but i believe in i'm gonna believe we, i we we believe in science that's great that you found god and you felt jesus and you did all these great things awesome awesome great great for you i have never felt how you're feeling and i 100% believe in science well, but here's the thing. Here's the oh. caveat to that. Here's where that stops. People can believe it whenever they want. I don't give a shit. It's no skin off my ass. Until mm -hmm. you start impeding on other people's rights because of your beliefs. That's where I that's where I draw the line. Uh, you don't right. get to tell other people how to live because of your beliefs. Well, we have no separation with church and state anymore. Do. Oh, yeah, anymore. Yeah. The, the, anymore. It, 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 like, people, there's... We don't follow that anymore. I bet you they'd start following it if a uh, Muslim was running the country. Right. Jax, do you think this motherfucker, motherfucker, I mean Trump, is oh. going to fucking get the election? I'm terrified. Do you want I'm my like, honest I'm, answer? I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to move to Mexico. I do want your honest answer, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm literally going to have to move to Mexico. My honest answer is this, and it's going to be disappointing to some of you. you might fucking oh, no, no, no. Here's my honest say. answer. I, okay. I, I can't tell you a year out because oh, there's okay. still a lot of, <laughs> of undefined things that could take place. Like, I don't know how his court cases are going to turn out. Um, I don't know. Uh, Joe Biden just signed a, a tax reform bill that is going to put more money back in, in people's pockets, even though the Republicans are the ones who jacked it up. Um, I don't know how it's going to pan out with um, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. So there's just, there's a lot of people keep wanting definite answers. There just isn't one at this point because Can there's I ask so you a question, many factors. Yeah. Can I ask a question? What exactly is going on with Ron and Nikki? So as the field's getting whittled down, right? So Nikki Haley, right. obviously, she calls to like a more moderate Republican. She's she's a throwback to kind of the older school, a separation from MAGA. Whereas right. Ron DeSantis is, is his actual favorability rating among the Republicans is higher than Trump's. But he doesn't have the charisma that Trump has. 
Right. So if Trump ends up, a lot of it's going to depend on when these court cases come to fruition versus the primary election cycle. And okay, Trump you. is actually being convicted of all these things that we, there's a gajillion pieces of evidence that say he's guilty of. Whether or not the party consolidates behind Ron DeSantis, who's just a less, um, what, in trouble version of Trump, or if they start calling back to their roots, which would be Nikki Haley. I don't know okay. how they're going to behave. I thought you might be like they were going to be in like cahoots together. And I no, was like, especially what? now that we have Mike Johnson, who's running the House who's a very hardcore MAGA Republican. Right. So it's going to take some time to like sift through how this is actually going to play out because here's the other thing, the implication of people not supporting Trump in a, a general election isn't that they support Biden. It's that they don't go vote. So all of this is going to come into play and it's just anybody who tells you they know definitively doesn't know because also here's the problem with the polls. And so, Aaron, you know this because you listen to Pod Save America and they're fucking genius yeah. when it comes to this. Yeah. Here's the problem with the polls. Just because someone says, I'm mad at Biden right now and no, I don't think the economy is going well, doesn't mean they won't vote for him. Right. Because Democrats aren't in a cult. They, Democrats typically have no problem critiquing their leaders and saying they want things better and they want them to do A, B, and C, and they'll still go vote for them if the other option is Trump. Right. Whereas you look at the MAGA base and they're going to vote for Trump no matter what. They'd vote for him if he died of a heart attack tomorrow. They'd vote for him if he's in prison. One thousand percent. Yeah. So it's it's just too soon to say. And as gas prices continue to go down and as the holidays kind of melt away and people aren't feeling the pinch of the economic pull, um, people's minds will start to change. So I have a question for you, too, like. Um, just, I don't know what our next topic was, but like, because of everything that's going on in Israel, that still weighs heavily against Biden, correct? Well, Biden is pushing for, he's being much more proactive in a a ceasefire now. Um, okay, good. Especially to try and get a pause. And I was happy to hear that what we had said on our group thread, where we were hoping things were taking place behind the scenes that we didn't know. Yeah, right. Yeah. That seems to be what was taking place because right. um, Biden seems to believe that Netanyahu needs public praise and private critique. So it seems like he's trying to talk the Israeli government, not just Netanyahu now, out of going down this path because of the mistakes we made in 9-11. Right. So, Why are you trying to get his shit together, though? Like, I don't think he doesn't have his shit together, and I think that's the problem. I, was, I, I think, like Jackie's saying, like, I think like outwardly, like to some people, it looks like he doesn't have his shit together. But I think like you're saying, Jackie, like behind the scenes, things are happening. Like you, did you guys listen to that Hillary Clinton thing that I sent you from The yeah. View? First of all, I can't believe we didn't fucking vote her in. It's our I president. Like, I, I know, me too. But I'm just saying like, I cannot believe that our country is so fucking bass backwards that they didn't put this very smart, articulate woman. And she is still so articulate. can't we still celebrate Thanksgiving? Oh, fucking right? Jesus (laughs) Christ, the brown version. Like, what is happening? Like, it's just just so insane. We will pile on brown people any opportunity we can. Right. Honestly. But it's just, it's so interesting to me. She was saying, like, 
it's not necessarily that we don't want to call for a ceasefire. It's that calling a ceasefire just gives Hamas all this opportunity to regroup. regroup. Pause. It's so, not a, yeah, yeah. So it's like, we have to like be strategic in what we're doing. It's a humanitarian pause. Mm-hmm. It's the ability to get, get aid in, to get people out. Like the people that we know aren't Hamas, that sort of thing. Like I thought that was, it was just so well-spoken and she's just so brilliant. Like I will, I will die being a Hillary Clinton supporter to the day I die. To the day she passes, I will be a Hillary Clinton supporter. Always. But I don't think she can do... I mean, I know she's done wrong, and I know she will probably do wrong again. No one's perfect. But in my mind, she is the most... I mean, we've talked about I don't even need to say it. She's the most articulate fucking person and the most qualified candidate we've ever fucking had. And... There you go. So, well, anyway, here's it. I just need to talk about Hillary. Run into with the Democratic Party, um, it, and it's because we have such a big tent, right? Like, and we have, and the Republicans have this too. We have people who consider themselves Democrats, and then we have people that consider themselves leftists, and then we have people that consider themselves progressives. Right. And all of those are are different versions of the. the they're like italics underline and bold of the same font you know they're all they mm-hmm. all the venn diagram overlaps but they're i don't even want to use the word extreme extreme because there's such like negative connotations associated right. with that but they all have like the the deeper you get into like progressive and liberalism the further apart it goes from like the normal moderate democratic party and i'm right i'm not saying one is right or wrong i agree with a little bit of all, all of them i fall somewhere as a mixture of all of them what we run into as Democrats, and I think we've talked about it on here before, where f- there there tends to be a line of purism. They want if they don't find someone that supports all of their policy positions, they won't vote for them. Whereas the Republicans don't suffer from that. They may not agree with uh, Trump on, or not even Trump. They may not agree with Ron DeSantis on gay marriage, but they support his abortion stance right for them because they don't they know they're not going to get everything and i think they like they like the person so much right like they like idolize the person like it's always like the person i'm voting for the person i'm not just voting for like they idolize the concept that you can have these views and be successful yeah that's what they idolize Yes, because, you are so fucking smart. Because for Jackie. 20, 30 years, they have been told that you're a bigot, you're you're ass backwards, you're outdated, you're all you're not keeping up with the times, you're all of these all things, the you'll never be able pit. to be promoted because you you don't share these beliefs. So they see these individuals who share their beliefs and they're successful. What they're missing is Pull Ron DeSantis out of the political sphere, out of the uh-huh. out of MAGA land, and throw him out of every job, and he'd be the fucking mailboy. Like he doesn't have the charisma, he doesn't have the people skills, he doesn't have all of those things that matter no. to make him successful. He can only only be successful in politics. And take a look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay. Uh, yeah. Nobody likes her even trump i can't fucking stand him again <laughs> but you can watch him talk and you're like i get it he's kind of funny like he he leans into his his gaps yeah like you don't want to like him you're not gonna he, like him. i don't like him as a person but right. I, I get it he's charismatic i right. i get the appeal of him 
the that's why he's such a, a lightning rod. That's why they all support him because he embodies all of these things where the rest of them are just a bunch of duds. They would not be successful anywhere, but their little fucking bubble that they've created. That's it. Mm -hmm. Whereas you look at a lot of the, the Democrats in order to be successful, their biggest challenge is people have to believe in you. They have to believe that you're working for them and they have to like you. You only need to hit one out of three of those with Republicans. You have to hit all three with Democrats. And because we have such a young party, and I mean that by like so many of our supporters are Gen Z and young millennials, not us old ass millennials, young millennials. Mm -hmm. Geriatric millennial. (laughs) They still want to, they are terrified of where the world's going. Right. And they, if they don't see, they believe the only way to make a change, and I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but the only way we're going to make a change is if there's a drastic change. Right. So they're not willing to meet halfway on things. They want it all. They want better wages. They want a 32 hour work week. They want us to stop fucking annihilating the planet. They want us to believe in science and they want us to stop blowing up indiscriminate countries. And if mm-hmm. you don't check all of those fucking boxes, they're not coming to vote for you. And they want to be able to afford a house somewhere, sometime in their life. And they want to worry. They don't want to worry about their kids being shot in fucking schools. I think they kind of got it figured out. I'm not, I'm not, they're not <laughs> wrong, but yeah, I'm saying, no, they're not wrong. <laughs> you're not going to find that person who can also win the general election because you have to win Republican voters too. You could win that as a, a as a congressperson in California. You can have those stances. You can win that as AOC, who's in the Bronx. You can win that in certain, you could win that if you're a representative for Seattle. You can win that in certain areas. You are not going to win that in the general election. And listen, before you email me, I don't like it either. I, I wish you could. I wish you fucking could because I think all of those things are right. And I think that is the way we progress as a human species. And I support all of that. And you're not going to win Arkansas with that. You're not going to win Mississippi. You're sure shit not going to win Texas or Oklahoma or North Carolina or South North Carolina, Florida. Or Montana or Wisconsin. Like you have to be able to appeal to the masses. And that however, is Joe Biden however, is. however, I will say with Arkansas, this new. Well, I don't know. Governor. If, if they even know that I say this, our fucking aunt Lydia ass fucking governor who got a ton of Republican votes and publicists, or, 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 or what do they call them, Jax? Lobbyists? Yeah. To vote for her that sink a ton Lobbyist. of lobbyists. Like. Well, I don't even know what that even means, to tell you the truth. I, 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 I just know that. I love you so much, Joel. I, I really don't even know what that means. She fucked a lot of them and all of us yeah for money that's what they do and nobody nobody understands why typically the bail bond industry has has been looked at as a more of a republican kind of way of getting people out of jail you get money the state gets money you know, you're creating a bunch of white dudes. You get to carry guns. Yeah, yeah it's right yeah, up the alley. Fucking, yeah, we get to go <laughs> boom, boom them up and shoot them up. And yeah, it's very <laughs> Republican. 
she has put a complete stop to that. Yeah. So even my company owner who is that woo Sarah Huckabee Sanders or whatever the fuck her name is. Did you call her Buckle Fucks? Buckle Fucks. <laughs> and was that like a Hufflepuff? We're gonna call her Moose Knuckle. Hey, I'm gonna Moose Knuckle. Hey, hey I'm gonna take selfies toe. with fucking Chris Rock. Guess what? That bitch Bubble Fucks is ruining. <laughs> She's destroying <laughs> your entire business, dummy. Like. <clears throat> I think I think people and and my point in saying this is that I think a lot of people go blindly into things because they think that oh well she supported Trump and I supported Trump or they or, or they 100% you don't know nobody yeah. reads the fucking fine print with these assholes yeah and it's not just Sarah Bufflefucks it's all of them you know, no. No, nobody's reading the fine print, and and some of that fine print is really fucking important, and yeah. could affect you. This horrible ass woman has gone so far as to, uh, not this year, but twenty twenty five, and people think, oh, that's so far away. I don't care about it. Well, you should fucking care about it because 2025 is not that far away. Taking misdemeanor misdemeanor charges, misdemeanor like theft charges or like, you know, theft of property charges or whatever, and turning them into felonies where you have to serve your entire sentence. So if you get sentenced to fucking 10 years, you're going to go serve fucking 10 years for a theft charge. People it's get what they fucking, uh, vote for. It's fucking right. It's fucking yes. Crazy. Like, I think people should have to serve their time, and if you can't bond out, whatever. Like, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been in this industry in general for ten years. I get it. She is completely fucking people with no other resource. So. Yeah. They don't care. So don't if care. you fuck up, not that, hey, we're going to demand that you go to a treatment program and learn how to live a better life. We're demanding that you're just going to go straight to fucking prison for the entire amount of your time. They don't care. They don't care. So they don't care about people. To, to get this in the perspective for people right now, at least in Arkansas, let's say you fuck up, whatever, and then you violate it, whatever. Let's say you get sentenced to 30 years. You do two months and 10 days on typically on the years that you're sentenced. And then you get probation or parole for that remainder of the time. So if you get sentenced to 20 years, you're going to do about two and a half years and get put on probation for the rest of your time. Now, if you get out and let's say you have a 10-year suspended sentence and you miss your appointment or you fail a drug test 
or you're having a fucking baby or like we have all kinds of things pop up because I bond everybody out. If you violate your parole or your probation at all for any reason, you have to go back to prison and serve your entire sentence. There's no point system anymore. Yeah. People get what they what they vote for. And I would say in her case specifically, follow, well, listen, good rule of thumb, follow did, the money. Did that make sense though, Jax? How yeah. else? Yeah. Or did I not explain it? Can well? I say can I say one thing too? I think this is this is where and Jackie, you and Dempsey have always said this. You need to get involved in your local politics and you need to know what your state politics are too, right? Like you you need to know what your state constitution says. Yep. It's impossible though, Aaron. Like, no, it's not. It's not. But like, wait, wait, wait. Let me let me finish this, Julie. Like, as a voter, I need to know that if I don't go vote and a Republican gets into office. That Republican can change a lot of shit in our constitution without going through any sort of like channels in Florida, in the state of Florida. And that is why in every state. Well, yeah. And it's like, it's so interesting. It's like in Florida, Ron DeSantis got put into power again. And he also in like the span of like 24 hours, because he was going to run for president, decided to change the Florida constitution. So now he doesn't have to stop being governor because he's running for president, which before that he did. He changed it. He fucking changed it. We put this motherfucker, we Floridians, dumb fuck Floridians. And you know what, Florida, if you're listening, you're a dumb fuck. You can come at me. I don't give a fuck. Florida's fucking dumb. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes putting this motherfucker fascist dictator in office who is changing shit left and right and gerrymandering the fuck out of every fucking district in florida it's fucking impossible for a democrat to win now it is insane i just this it that is where it's like as a voter you need to not you need to stop like i and i hate being like this person that's like you need to stop being a dumb voter but you do (laughs) like you do and it's so frustrating because like as someone who like before like probably 10 years ago i well, not even 10, like, God, I'm so old. Like Obama, when Obama, when I, like I voted for Obama, right? Like I voted for, like in the primaries when Obama and Hillary, I voted for Hillary. But once Obama, I was Obama all the way, Obama. But like until Hillary, I did not start like learning politics like I needed to. And until Trump, I did not start learning local politics like I needed to. Listen, it starts small. We have to make these changes small in your local communities, in your cities, in your fucking towns. You have to start thinking, where can I make the most amount of change? And it starts small. It's a tiny little ripple in the water. And then it let me ask you guys, let, 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 let me ask you guys, because I'm curious about how the general public would feel about this. Let's say you are an, an offender you're a drug user or whatever you've gotten in trouble do you i well let me ask you guys what you think if you went let's say five years without a felony or without getting in trouble and you were doing good should you still not have the right to vote you absolutely should you should have the right right. to vote as soon as you get out of jail you've served i agree with that i agree with that 
if even we're if you're gonna have girl. this if we're gonna have this preconceived notion in this country that once you've served your time you can re-enter society you should be able to re-enter society fully and that includes voting we i think don't there can be some exceptions I don't understand. Well, violent charges, rape. I, yes. I think violent charges. Murder, child felony, molestation. Felony, violent charges. But like domestic batteries, I bought out a lot of people with domestic, like look, cute little old ladies with domestic. How do you expect people to feel like they're part of a society again that they don't have a say-so in? If you're paying taxes in this country. <laughs> they, already, they already can't get jobs. They already can't if get housing. If you pay taxes in this country, <laughs> you should be able to vote. That's the whole reason the Tea Party movement happened. And we tried to break away from England. Not tried. We broke away from England. Taxation without representation. You, If you are a tax-paying citizen in this country and a, a functional member of society, you get a, you get a vote. You get a vote. It, if you have served your time and you are clear, if they have released you and said, yes, go try to find a job and get a place to live. We need everybody's opinion on how to make societies better. Everybody's. That comes, that we need unhoused people's yeah. opinions. We, what? But that's not how it is. Right. You, Which is you. what Aaron is saying. People have no idea how much. Listen, I sit in city council twice a month, every single month of my life. Which you is so no long. Idea. So many hours of your life. So many hours. You have no idea the power that these five people hold over how the city you live in, the city you live in conducts business, puts in ordinances, uh, levies taxes. There's so much power that these five people have. And let me tell you something. Local elections, we're lucky if 20% of the population. Right. 20%. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. And they wield a ton of power. You know what's also insane? Is how much power your homeowners association has. And you don't get involved with that either. Like, get the fuck involved with your HOA. <laughs> right? Like, how do you change it? Just you vote, just, you like, run, you, go, you, you get vote, involved in local politics, you, you vote, you, volunteer. you show up, you show up at the meetings, you go, you get involved, you become a voice of your, your population. Yeah. Like, I will say oh. this about local government. I have seen, I have watched city council members because here's what happens in a city council meeting for 98% of you who've never sat through one, the staff, which is me puts up a uh, action that city council has to vote on. And this is always dictated by what the city council has requested from us. We don't come up with the shit on our own. It's not like we're sitting around being like, Hmm, what ordinance should we put? Like, that's not a thing. It's always city <laughs> that's council. That's not what you're doing. <laughs> so we do the research, we do the writing, we do the, we create it for them. We're essentially staff. Okay. So, to- hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. So you, you got to dumb it down. Around. You have to dumb it down for me. So in a city like, let's say me or Aaron is in, uh-huh. to start creating change, mm-hmm. what is something, because I'll, I'll go to the city. I'm about to tell you. The problem is a lot of my backing would be felons. I'm, I'm about but to tell like, you what, what you do. What, what would you do? I'm about to tell you. Okay. So let's pause. 
<laughs> it's it's a requirement that all city councils have to post their agendas 72 hours prior to the city council meeting. So every city council meeting you have, you can look at the agenda. This is everything they're going to talk about. It's everything they're going to vote on. It's everything that they're going to discuss. You have to be able to read it 72 hours prior. The general public can read all of that. If they want to make comment, now you can go in and just make a comment that that's called public comment. It's done at the beginning of the meeting. So you only have to go in for 15 minutes. So they do the pledge of allegiance. They do fucking public comment. So you can talk about whatever you want. Now, each item that comes up, you have an opportunity to make a public comment about that. So let's say, for instance, the city I work in is going to add, I don't know, they're going to levy a, they're going to levy a bond because they want to build a new community center. That's not actually going on. I'm just saying like, let's, let's say they're doing that. The city council has to vote on it to, for it to get approved. Now that's on the agenda. You as a citizen read that on the agenda. You get to go in, look directly at them. You're, te you're 10 feet from them and tell you your opinion, tell them your opinion about it. They're going to discuss it afterwards and then they're going to vote. I have watched councils change their mind based on what those people are saying. And here's why it works for local government. Those people are going to run into you in the grocery store. Their kids are in soccer with your kids. They, you guys have the same kindergarten teacher. They have to interact with you directly every day. It's not like you're representing. How do you get on city council? Huh? How do you get on city council? You have to run. Same as you always. Same as you can, it. you can like. Even if like even if if there's like a spot open, you can run for it. But like you could just challenge people, and like, not just city council, school districts, planning commissions, um, parks and community services commissions, which is the most fun. Okay, so there's all kinds of local government positions that you can run for where you're an elected official, and you get to we take all of our direction from elected officials. City staff does not come up with shit on our own. We're not allowed to. Now, if we do, let's say we you have, we have the best job, Jackie. Let's like, say we have something like... that we think would better the city. We so, still have so, to write it up but, and go propose it to them and they vote on but it. But Jax, even on somebody that runs for city council, felons still can't vote. Right, which is wrong. Which is wrong. Well, huh. that's not true. It depends on your state constitution. Yeah, for like some places, felons can vote on certain issues. That's not true in every state. You have to look at your state constitution, which is the point Aaron was making. Your local elections matter more than people realize. But also, and it's it's so funny you to me because recording. yeah, we're recording. Like I think I think it's so it's interesting too because like I think a lot of people don't want to read your state constitution. Sometimes they're like a page long. Like they're not like intense. Like it's not like you need and and in today's day and age, you could like enter all of that into like chat G CPT and GPT, whatever the fuck, and be like, you put this into layman's terms for me. Like, and it would tell you like, okay, this this is it's so it's just easy and to like. Let me tell you something. These days, so much easier when someone calls me and says, "I want to do A, B, and C." Like they'll be like, "We want to hold a Diwali festival at this." Just happened last week. We want to hold a Diwali festival at Emerald Glen Park. Can we have fireworks? The only thing I can do, I look at our city ordinance, which is something that city council voted on. 
and see whether or not fireworks are allowed there. If they are, I grant them a permit. If they're not, I have to tell them no. If they want to change that city ordinance, they walk their happy little butts in the city council, demand that it be changed, bring all 500 of their friends with them. And you know what happens? City council goes, Jackie, we want to see an ordinance change in this, but we're going to make an exception for Diwali. I say, you got it. I write the policy change. I submit it back to them. They approve it. You get to have fucking fireworks. That's it. There you go. That's it. And that's <laughs> small change, but like, imagine if it was big change. That is like a big change for some people. Diwali's a well, big Yeah, festival. but you know, I'm just saying like that, but like fireworks, I'm saying fireworks, yeah. like is a small change. And then, but like as far, but maybe not fireworks is big, especially in fucking California where anything can catch on fire at any moment. Like, what are you doing? Like, but yeah, yeah no, I just think it's very important that we all remember that and Jackie and Stacy have the political princess have always said start small. And I've heard that for forever, but it's not until this podcast that I, I don't know how much they matter. You guys have all heard of Eric Swalwell, right? Oh, for sure. Okay. You've heard of Eric Swalwell, Jewel? No, he, but he's a con he's a congressman from California. Okay. Do you know what Eric Swalwell did before he was a congressman for California? What? He was on the city council of Dublin, where I work. That's how they start. They started local municipalities and they get voted. They keep moving up. They vote up. They go on. So you have an impact with these people. We have to move on, though, because we're already at like an hour and 15 minutes. Julie, oh, do, shit. do your space corner real quick. You said you had a great one. Drunk mm -hmm. ass. I, I do. Hold now on. you got to look it up. Maybe we should have done this first. I want to make sure it's all together. The JWST and the Hubble Tubble in the Hubble. No, no, this is really cool. The bubble fuck. They fucking teamed up and took pictures together. Like selfies? Yes. Well, no, not selfies. I was but just kidding. Star <laughs> so funny though. It's just like two Star selfies. They're they're actually calling their pictures the Christmas tree galaxies. Can you send me these, please? It's really, really fucking cool. So that's my holiday. Yeah, they they for, somehow they like, we have to go on a little bit longer. Fucking teamed up, and the pictures are gorgeous. I need you to send me pictures or links or or yeah. things. I will send. I'm them. I'm all about it. The what else is going on in space? And they teamed up. And it's like, it's like really pretty. You know, what's so funny. It's so like the other day I went to therapy and we were talking about my life and like a particular person in my life and how I need to keep that person as like Pluto, like so far outside of my orbit. That's Pluto. Way the fuck out there, Pluto. Like I'm the sun. They're Pluto. Yep. Keep them all the way the fuck out there. And we started talking about. I love uh, that analogy for you, by the right? way. Like, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. right? We ta started talking about James Webb and we were just going on and on about how, like, in the in the scheme of things, which we've talked about on here before, we, that none of this is jack squat, right? Like, none of it. Like, at the end of the day, we're all just like a fucking speck. And yeah. 
It's just so interesting to me. And I, it's the whole like Pluto analogy for me too, because like Pluto's A, small, B, so yeah. far outside of orbit that it's like, it shouldn't fucking matter. Yeah. You, you know, Pluto's there and Pluto can exist, but like in the scheme of things, who gives a fuck about Pluto? Pluto sees like three Pluto. hours of sunlight, if that, like fuck Pluto. Okay. Yeah. But you know what you should give a fuck about is uh, Earth your moon and mars mars <laughs> i don't want to go i can't when mars is in retrograde or uh, mercury's in retrograde uh, so mercury. Jax, did, did you hear me that <laughs> jwst and what have you guys been talking about oh i was telling julie about how like we ta- we started talking about how when i was oh. in therapy did you guys stop doing the podcast essentially no no we were, no we were talking about space Okay. People are gonna love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, really I was just saying how like Pluto, like the, the person in my life that I need to keep as like Pluto and like my far orbit. Like I'm the sun, and that person is Pluto. Yeah, I just like, I thought it was important because of our like in the scheme of things, like the James Webb showed us that like we're just a speck. I swear I yeah. listed in. Wait, Jackson, when you're not here, you gotta understand. Me and Aaron just vibe. It was. We're vibing. We're vibing. We're vibing. Yeah. Night, I was like, I'm so excited to just be Jack's all, all I'm, I'm picturing like, is people driving to their Thanksgiving like dinners with their families, listening to this, and being like, "These bitches are." Yeah. Like, I already told Kennedy tonight. Like, I was like, I was like, I'm so excited to meet Jax and Aaron tonight because I fucking love vibing out with Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I love the vibe right. with you. You, Zach, what are you obsessed with? So I'm obsessed with, we talked about lessons in chemistry already, which I love. I haven't I been am, obsessed with too. So let me talk to you after, after. The other thing that I'm obsessed with is home for the holidays. It's gotten really so great good, reviews. You guys, if you haven't read it, sorry, I'll let you do it. I know, please. So no, good. like. I'm okay. So like, I know that I went on and on about this, like I think a couple of podcasts ago and I'm going to take up some time, not a lot, just like, like a minute, but like this book means a lot to me for many reasons. Okay. So just, just a little history of the book, just in case. So originally this book was contracted with bold strokes and it, many people know that I no longer publish with bold strokes and I'm not going to go into the whys and the the why nots or whatever I'm just I'm not but ultimately I was done with that book when I got out of my contract I was done and I hated it I did not want to publish this book I didn't want the storyline I didn't like anything about it I thought it was awful and as an author you're like why would you want to publish something that you don't like right so Jackie you said to me Aaron you're self-publishing. If you don't like it, don't fucking publish it. And I was like, what? So I went back. I went back to square one. I rewrote the entire book, the entire book, the entire book. It is, I think my best book. I think it's better than Tapestry. I think it's better than The Road Home. I mean, like The Road Home is so different because it's so emotional, but like ultimately this is my best book. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that I took the training wheels off. Like I was like, fuck this. I'm out of this box. I want to write what I want to write. I want to write about a fucking hot mom. 
and a younger lady and the younger lady getting the hot mom. Is I that really a departure that. for you though? Yeah, none of them, none of the other ones have been hot moms. They've just been hot older ladies. Oh, I want a hot mom. I want a hot mom. I want a milk. Hannah's like waking up and looking at me and like, keep it. Can you keep it down? Like, no, Hannah, I can't. I'm, I'm really jazzed about these hot moms. But I'm telling you right now, like, this is the book that I've always wanted to publish. This is the book. This is everything to me. This is, has everything that I love. It has home alone it has fucking cinnamon rolls it has fucking milks it has everything i love like the idea the idea of an older woman coming out of the closet already out she's like out of out of herself like she's out of herself like she's no she's i'm out i i know i like women but then falling and being like i'm so in love with this person that i need to like that to me is so refreshing because we don't see a lot of late in life lesbian stories, right? We don't see that. And I just love that idea. And and for anybody that doesn't already know, Aaron's hot. So <laughs> you're you're reading oh a book God. by an author. I love that you say that. Thank you. <laughs> she's, she's hot. Also, if like, Heidi Blickenstaff is listening, this is for you, babe. She's not like diplomatically hot. Aaron's a fucking firehouse. So let me one other thing I gotta say. Thank you for saying that. One other thing. Speaking of Heidi Blickenstaff, I'm gonna meet her in January. <laughs> and I just want you guys to fucking know that. Okay. Anyway, Julie. Okay. It's out on audio. It's out on it ebook. Is, no, it's not on audio yet. It's coming no, out it on audio. Any, it, e I don't know. I haven't decided. Oh, okay. Guys, I'm telling you, I've read it. It's fucking delightful. It's funny in all the right places without being pushy. Um, it's endearing. It's hot, so it's enjoy some of Aaron's normal. Listen, you know I love you. I love reading. Your I books. know. I yeah. can't. Some of your angst is too much for me. This has yeah. just about the right amount. So, and wouldn't you agree that like it's sort of like well, you? I think you even said it. It's like chicklitish. Yeah, like it's, it's chicklet. The sections are super hot. You did, you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Erin's great. Yeah, her writing's great. She's also a fucking smoke show. So Hell yeah, enjoy, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the reading. Enjoy it. You it's should enjoy it. It's very good. It's available on KU Kindle Unlimited. Mm -hmm. Just go get it, please, people. Like I know we have listeners. Like go buy it. I want to see it in the top ten. I want to see it at number one. Go do it. Get well, it. Well, here's the buy crazy it. thing. Normally, when I read Erin's books, I have a few notes. I had no notes this time. No notes. You really didn't. I didn't. It was, it was, and not notes like, Aaron, you're a dummy. Like notes like, yeah. oh, this part, I don't really understand what's happening here. Like whatever. Mm -hmm. no, it was phenomenal. just that good. No, it's, no. I agree with you. And I know we say this every time a book comes out. It's the best thing you've ever written. It's I almost too bad really that it's good. pigeonholed as like a holiday book because it's, it's very very good. You found your this one. I really but it's also kind of fantastic that it's a holiday book. Who because who doesn't totally. love a holiday book? Enjoy it, it. I've had like numerous people reach out to me and go, this should be a movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I kind of want to adapt it into a screenplay. And you like, should. it's phenomenal. Shot. It is very, shot. very much chiclet, funny, 
It's romantic comedy for lesbians oh, that happens Aaron. to take place at Christmas. I'm gonna time. have to read this fucking book. It's good. I, you, I can't believe you haven't bought it yet. Like, I'm she doesn't read books. Like, she, but she read Glitch. Only because I've guilted her into it because she doesn't I'm read any guilt- of my others. Yeah, I'm and I skimmed Glitch. To be fair, I'm wow. Try- <laughs> I'm buying it right now, Aaron. I'm I'm bu- yeah. I'm literally buying your book right now. All right, what uh, <laughs> what are you obsessed with, Joel? <laughs> oh no, I have a, I have a really good. I'm I'm okay. You guys will understand this. I hope our our listeners understand this. My wife signed up to start school this second week of January for esthetician school. And I am so excited for her. And anybody that knows my history with Kennedy and our, our history together, it's the first time she has stepped out and done something that doesn't involve me and i am so happy for her that she's at the point with herself that she it's really gonna make me cry i'm so excited for her to step out and do something for herself she struggled with addiction she has struggled with all of the things self-love personal all the, all, all of the things i'm so fucking stoked that she is going to be doing something just for herself that doesn't involve me her family or anything else that and everybody has that that since even when kennedy wasn't even doing good for herself has said you should do this because she's it's always been a passion of hers and she's always been really good at it. And I'm so excited that she's taken the steps to do that for her. And she just did it today. That's and awesome. So just like, it's like, <laughs> I'm so proud of her. And I cannot wait to see where that journey takes her. And the people that she'll meet and everything else. And I'm going to be her dummy and she can do all of the face peels and all of the, <laughs> you know, I love it. whatever. There's nothing better she than going to show up peel. with one eyebrow. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, 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 I won't even care. I, I'm just so fucking stoked for her that she's, that she's doing this for herself. And, uh, she has found like, that strength in herself to do that for her. You're such a big gummy bear, Julie. I am, but, but I'm also not. But what? Yeah. When 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 it comes to her, I I I'm like really really, and I've told her I'm like I'm so fucking proud of you. Like, I know it, it's scary. You know, she's starting a whole new school and doing a whole new thing, and she's gonna be putting uh herself back out into the world without my like protection over her and i i'm just i think she is so talented and so smart like i don't think she's even realized her like potential and i'm i'm just really excited to 
be with her and be a part of that journey for her. I'm I'm so fucking excited for her. And 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 that's kind of really I've been like overly obsessed with it. I'm kind of bummed out, you know, I'm not going to have my, you know, gourmet meals cooked for me every night and I'm going to have to I'm I'm, I'm going to have to step my game up for sure. But uh you have to be a grown up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 not going to, you know, I I can't expect anymore to get fucking doted on and get taken care of. But um, I'm excited to, to do that for her because she's going to be doing something for herself. And I've wanted for so long for her, uh, you know, and, 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 and it is what it is. I, 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 I feel like with this podcast, people know that my wife has struggled with addiction and stuff. And she has struggled with having her own identity outside of me. Um, I'm excited to support her in finding that for herself. And I'm so curious of like <laughs> who she's ca- kind of going to become and like things that she's going to learn and like, uh, how she's going to grow as a person and as a wife and as a mom and everything like. I just, I'm, I'm just so happy for her that she took this step for her. Happy for you too, Kennedy. Congratulations. Yes. yes. Congrats, um, Kennedy. Okay. Let's see. Uh, my, so we, so it's no secret on here that I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving um, for all reasons mentioned before, but because like all things, things are complicated. Like all things in life, things are complicated. So normally what we do in this house, our own personal tradition is we all make, well, not Lincoln, obviously doesn't make food, but we make something we really like to eat. (laughs) And then that's what we eat. Like our favorite thing, instead of doing like the traditional, like Thanksgiving spiel. Um, However, this year, my father-in-law is coming. So, Nick? We, yeah, wait, do I have another father in law? No, so, <laughs> so, um, he's not a big fan of doing that, so we are doing normal Thanksgiving, um, like food, like food. turkey, mashed potato stuffing. Yeah, I didn't um, know Nick was coming. Nick gets here on Monday morning, um, and he'll be here for a week. So I'm excited to see him. I like my father-in-law. Um, he's a good guy. Well, and uh, Lincoln's very excited to see him. And um, so much to my chagrin, we're doing a more typical Thanksgiving this year. Thanksgiving food wise, not like sit around and praise the pilgrims for genocide. Uh, so the, the one silver lining is the 49ers by that day. So I'll be tuned into that, but I just really, I wanted to wish everybody. Um, and it's funny because we have like this, I know our listeners are consistent because we always have about 8,000 listens. So I know you guys have been with us for a long time and I wanted to give you somewhat of permission. You don't have to believe in Thanksgiving to enjoy your family. You don't have to believe in, in the traditions that this country is upheld um, for the Native Americans to enjoy getting a few days, extra days off work. Like, 
two things can be true at the same time. And we can be angry about the way things are treated and celebrated and still appreciate what we have because of them, because there are not a ton of things in this world that can give us joy. So that being can said, we just say though, Jax, when I'm watching, uh, the Kelsey's podcast, you have oh, Jesus. No. Okay. Aaron, I know, but fucking bow out for a conversation. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take my ear pods out. Jax has Jason Kelsey energy. Her, the entire I love Jason Kelsey. Yes. He asks all the hard questions. I love Jason he Kelsey. Fucking goes at Travis. Like you have, you run the podcast. He, he's got little, little kids. <laughs> background every time i watch that podcast i'm like oh my god that's my sister like you run that's not fair jackie was there first (laughs) i just wanted to i want to give some sometimes i I feel like we need to give people permission to like enjoy things not us personally but people need permission to enjoy things even when they're stemmed and not necessarily the best things so I want to tell people you can just because America celebrates Thanksgiving a certain way doesn't mean that's how you have to celebrate it. Like right. enjoy the time off work, enjoy the time with your family, enjoy the extra movies, enjoy the transition into uh, Festivus because you know I have my issues with Christmas too, which we'll get into here in a few. But minutes. It, it, enjoy, it. enjoy the transition into cold weather and being at home. Mm-hmm. And being with your family and kind of take the down. Thanksgiving tradition and, and yeah. whatever you want it to be. Right. Like we don't have to give in to the American culture of it. You but don't don't kick time off work in the in the teeth. Don't kick time right. with your family in the teeth or your friends, whether or not you celebrate Friendsgiving or you just sit around and play video games or maybe you work on a home project. I don't know. And I know that <gasps> a puzzle. I know there's a ton of people that have to work this time of year too. Like they- you get a bunch of food, but 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 don't I I see what you're saying, Jax. Like enjoy your time, but also acknowledge like it's not actually what we're celebrating. Right. Can like, I say something? One thing. Why not? We're already like an hour and forty minutes. I know. Into this. I know. I'm sorry. But if you're going, going together, there are a lot so of excited people- to be out here. There's a lot of people that go out to dinner for Thanksgiving. They go out. Do whatever you want. Make sure you fucking tip, you oh, motherfuckers. Yeah. Okay, that took a hard left. And yeah, there we go. Obviously, tip. Just don't be an asshole. Tip people. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't have families and friends to celebrate with. And I hope you find something that you enjoy doing. Maybe you read a book. Right. Maybe you go on a long walk. It doesn't matter. That's my point. Play video, but, but if you turn go it out, into whatever you want it to be. This this is going off the rails. I'm sorry. Have the best weekend <laughs> available to you. Have the best um, Thanksgiving holiday available to you. And uh, we will catch you after we're taking next week off. We'll catch you after that. So on the flip side, no, I no, maybe are we recording next Friday? Can we talk about this after we finally hang sure. out? Sure. Okay, bye. Bye. Fierce Fan Media.